Welcome to the Sports Overload Show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jake Agate alongside my co-host Christy Martino. We're here to deliver the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about week 10 of the NFL. We're going to recap, give our studs and duds. We're going to introduce a segment we like to call the Daily Chris. And then after the break, we're going to get into the NBA and some MLB news ahead of the winter meetings. We got a great show for you in store today, so let's get started. on tap right now what's your biggest takeaway from there the bears well first off when we did our fantasy start sit last thursday i picked three bears to six i thought this was going to be a nice ground and pound game maybe feature a little bit more jordan howard it was anything but uh trubisky was electric once again as he has been with his arm and with his legs and the bears uh, 34 to 22 did not do justice to how much of a blowout this game actually was going into the fourth quarter it was 34 to 10 and the Bears were in control completely throughout. I think that this makes them legitimate contenders. What do you think, Chris? I think my biggest takeaway from this game is Matt Patricia. I think I really thought coming in into the season the Lions were going to be good, and they just weren't at 3-6, and 1-4 and four on the road. I mean, they even have the win against the Patriots at home, but they just have some embarrassing losses otherwise, starting week one with the Jets. But can you look at the record and say that they even should be 3-6 and six at this point? I think they're just a mess, and Matthew Stafford is doing Matthew Stafford things like he's always been, but that run game is finally getting going with Carrion Johnson. Yeah, 14 for 51 and a touchdown. I think things are going to start picking up a little bit, but, um, yeah, the Bears, nothing but great in this game. Moving on, we got the Saints and the Bengals. Probably won't spend too much time on this one, just like the Bengals didn't spend too much time actually showing up yesterday. 51 to 14. And it was completely Saints throughout. Uh, Kamara got two more touchdowns. I don't know if anybody out there saw the stat. Through 25 games, he has 28 touchdowns. That's an electric record right there. He's an electric player. Mark Ingram got some more run with 104 yards on the ground. Drew Brees was surgical once again. And there's more takeaways, honestly, I think you could have for the Bengals and the Saints. Even the Bengals at 5-4, and four, technically, you know, still in the wild card race, even the AFC North. They still got another game against the Steelers. But the Bengals look bad. They got a horrible, historically bad defense. And it doesn't look like anything's going to, you know, increase for them anytime soon. You know what really hurt, and you could see, A.J. Green being out. I think that that offense was not clicking at all. Andy Dalton's terrible as always. Joe Mixon, great, great running back, great spot in that game. Just stymied by game flow mostly. And then also, I mean, the emergence of Tyler Boyd this year has been awesome. But as a number one receiver, he's a little bit underwhelming whenever defenses are allowed to target him a little bit more. And you can definitely feel the presence of A.J. Green in this game. Yeah, I think that they're 11th in total points in the season, 25th in total yards, and I just – they're second in the AFC North, and they shouldn't be. I mean, that's a terrible team, and the Steelers have no problem with them. 
And we move on to the Falcons and the Browns. What do you take away from this one? Well, this was one of the highlight games of the week we were both watching. We were both looking forward to. I actually, in a survivor pool, had the Falcons. I thought they were going to go in there and handle business. They did not. I am subsequently eliminated from said survivor pool. But it was nice. I mean, Baker Mayfield is an electric player. They have a lot of players you want to root for on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. It's nice to see them, I'm not going to say win, but just, you know, be competitive. Nick Chubb was awesome. 20 carries, 176, and a touchdown, including that 92-yarder. Uh, and the Falcons just look undermanned. They're very badly injured on defense, and you could just see it. They just don't have the physicality to hang hang with these kind of teams whenever they're winning in the trenches. And the Falcons have a tough road coming up to even, you know, get into wild because you could basically just eliminate them from the NFC South. That looks like the Saints are running away with it. My biggest takeaway was Julio Jones. Back-to-back games with touchdowns. He's back. Okay, but it doesn't help anything, though. Would you rather him get 150 yards in a winning effort or, you know, score another touchdown? That doesn't matter, I think it, I think if you're taking away, if you're a Falcons fan, you want to see Julio Jones Yeah, okay, would you, do you want to see him put up six or you want to win at the end of the day? I just don't see the difference whether he's scoring or not. They're still – he's do, still doing his thing. He's still doing his thing. Matthew, Matt Ryan, two touchdown passes, 330 yards. That defense did not show up. Baker Mayfield, he looked like the freaking – Rookie of the year, the MVP. Do you see that one touchdown pass he threw in the back of the end zone? Yeah, Not even yeah. looking, his head was over there. Okay, because Baker, 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 touchdown don't, don't, maker. You know, Baker. That's what he does. That. That's what he does. Can't even stop the run game. Get out of here. Falcons, you're terrible. Pick it up. Browns, And we're never wrong. You. You're, nope, you're, you're nope. done. You're done. And then we move on to the serious business. The biggest takeaway, I think, out of the week is the Patriots and the Titans game. Big yeah. surprise here. A 34 to 10. Uh, first quarter was 17 to three. They started off hot and really didn't let up. Uh, I thought they were going to though. I thought they had a chance to come I back mean, in this game. That's the thing. Whenever people play the Patriots, they catch some sort of disease where they just automatically let them back in, and nobody thinks that they're actually going to lose the game. They just think they're having fun with the other team. But I mean, the Titans. Maybe Mike Ver- Mike Vrabel has the uh, secret formula to beating his former team that he played under, not coached. And uh, what, dude? That is my big stud right there. Okay, that guy, so I have a big brain. Knows. I have a bigger brain because no, I said it no. first. My big dud is Tom Brady. He had a season high, 22 incompletions, zero touchdown passes in this game. He showed every bit of 41 in this game. Derrick Henry was a good bright spot. Corey Davis was yeah. in there too. Well, now that was just kind of rude because that's my stud of the week. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's seven for 125 in the touchdown. Continuously roasted Stephon Gilmore and the other Patriots cornerbacks on the outside. You know what you hate to see? What I do you hate to see? played him in fantasy this week. Yeah, I know. I need I, 23 out of Barkley. Let's, let's, cross, let's cross our fingers. Moving on, we got another good game. We got the Colts and the Jaguars, 29 to 26. Uh, Colts scoring zero after halftime. Uh, Blake Bortles looked better, especially with all of the controversy. Not really controversy. I mean, terrible. quarterback that talk, maybe a switch. He is a. I mean, okay, he's he he's garbage, but he's the best option they have. I mean, look, they, they have basically the same team as they had last year, and yet they're three and six at this point. All of last year, they were twelve and four. And guess what? I know you're his. You want to be his water boy, but Fournette sucks. You know what? Speaking of Leonard Fournette, 
I know you all listened to me last week because I'm never wrong, and my fantasy start sit, took advice. You probably won this week. Congratulations. He was on my start list, Leonard Fournette. Came up huge with over 24 fantasy points. Okay, well, that's the thing. He's kind of been this fantasy performer throughout his short career so far, but real life, looked, he's not I that he's not dynamic. Ball, and he's I not dynamic. He was going to be dynamic. He had a great matchup coming off that yeah, little okay. hamstring that made a piece of glass. Okay, I think I could have averaged more than 2.2 yards a carry. A measly 2.2, Chris. I know you can't count that, but that's not a big number. So, moving on. No, 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 not moving on. I look, Chris overrates would you, would you have, would all you the have running Eric backs. Ebron last week? Okay, I okay, uh, yeah, say okay, it, okay. Say but, it, say it for the people. I yeah, I advise you to sit Eric Ebron. Okay, sue three me. touchdowns. Sue me. Not one, not two, but three. Yeah, he, touchdowns. okay. The thing is, he had as many rushing touchdowns as Fournette. Does that make him a good running back? No, out, uh, Fournette just because he puts up touchdown numbers doesn't mean he's good. They they waited all this time. Everybody was like, okay, yeah, Fournette's Fournette's gonna games. Fournette's gonna come back and he's gonna you know ignite this Jaguars offense, get him under control. No, he is part of the problem. He's not the solution. This is what I want to take note of this game. Colts impressive win. I think the Jaguars are done. Brain six. I don't know what's going on in that locker room. I mean, they're you last in their seen, own division. That's seen. gonna be rough to come back from. What Jalen Ramsey said after the game, at, or his tweet, I should say, for that matter. What did he say? Hit me with it. Hit you with it? He was saying how we'll, we'll lose and that dude loves when I'm talk. not here. And that dude loves the talk. Said. Well, they're losing with him there as well. That's that's one of the arguments. So he sounds dumb. I know. He's he's a talker, but he actually deleted the tweet, if we're going to be completely honest. There's right. nothing worse, especially – there's nothing worse than be than, than tweeting something and then deleting it because it just gets too much backlash. Mm-hmm. Because then whenever people ask you oh, about it, you almost got to act like he they said, don't know what they're, what's going on. He said, "When I'm gone from here, y'all gonna miss me. I ain't even tripping." LOL. What is wrong with this dude? Just like I, I'm all for one players being vocal, but after every loss, you have something to say that's dude, never he's all positive. Last year, yeah, he's. I mean, he's all talking. That was good when they're winning, but now he's saying the same thing, and he sounds dumb. Nobody's gonna miss him. Nobody. You, you lose without him, nobody's going nobody's gonna to miss him. One guy that will be missed if he leaves, Patrick Mahomes. 26-14, <laughs> to Chiefs win again. This time they are 5-0 and at home. Patrick Mahomes, you know, it's a little slow day at the office. 21 for 28, 249, and two touchdowns, both to my man Tyreek Hill. Would love to have big, him big on sometime. Peace. Yeah, he'll be on here. But he's too fast for us, so he'll just run uh, away. Cardinals kept it uh, surprisingly competitive. Uh, especially going into halftime, Chiefs talent proved to be a little Biggest bit. Biggest takeaway right here in this game, David Johnson, yeah, they, showing why he is one of the top backs in the league. Well, that's a Byron Leftwich. Uh, he took over as offensive coordinator for them, and he's looked. Bello Yinzer. And he's just made that offense look so much better. Josh yep. Rosen looks more comfortable. They're getting you know people more in space. Ricky Seals Jones had had a good game. I mean, like they don't have overpowering weapons, so they have to scheme better. But one guy that is a little bit overpowering is David Johnson. It's good to see him get the ball on the ground and through the air again. Chiefs stay hot. You know who we need on the show? Matt Barkley, baby. Matt Barkley, so man of the hour. I give him a handshake right here as he beat the he beat the Jets. Dude, what, what? Forty-one to ten. One, Buffalo. One thing I wonder on the road. is whenever you know, like street free agent quarterbacks, because he, he was just signed. Like, what do they do in their spare time? <laughs> Like what? Shady I, McCoy had two touchdowns. Like he stays was on. was Matt Barkley just you know like kind of just 
I mean, because I, I know he they st- get the I know they stay in shape. It's probably golfing. Just I mean, he hey, he is from SoCal, so he was probably longboarding. Just so. guys don't get the the right looks. That's all. And and but uh, either I hate to way, say it, he did better than Nate Peterman. Oh, I mean, Peterman is garbage. Like I said, you know, what's Pitt, your biggest take this from this him. game? Uh, I mean, McCoy obviously still has legs under him, and Todd Bowles. Ooh, you feel that? He's on the hot seat. You didn't fart. Your seat's getting a little hot, yeah. and that's because you suck at your job. You know what? I'm here to tell you, Ted Bowles, your job is safe. You know why? Because they trust you. They trust you. In that locker room, they came out and they said, I will I will fight for you. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight for him. I don't think he goes anywhere. I mean, it would make sense that he leaves. Mutual ways, because you got you just drafted Sam Darnold, who's absolutely garbage, who has not come around yet. I mean, okay, so one thing, sorry to cut you off, but one thing that's kind of been more of a trend lately is the fact that, especially when you get a young quarterback, uh, you know, general manager, front office, ownership, whatever, they tend to like getting an offensive mind in. And Todd Bowles, if you go with his record, he comes from he he was a de- defensive coordinator. Uh, so he really doesn't have that offensive yeah, he's mind a that they're looking. Guy. Okay, but so you have a middle of the road to pretty bad defense, uh, and you're really not providing that type of spark that you need on the offensive side. Doesn't matter who you hire. Sometimes I mean, you see with Sean McVay, Matt Nagy, and with the the wonders Andy Reid is doing with Mahomes. So I I wouldn't be surprised if I, I'd be surprised if he lasts the whole year. I think especially there's still uncertainty about whether. Darnold's gonna play in the upcoming weeks. Um, at some point, even if it's too bad, they might shut him down. And with, I mean, a 39 year old McCown out there, the he's just gonna get beaten. Players respect him so much, you can't cut him loose. Oh You'll lose that locker room if you cut him mid season. You gotta wait at least till the end of the season. He has a total record at 25 and 36. He had one good season with Fitz Magic as their quarterback. Almost missed the playoffs. I thought you were, I thought you were rooting for him. You just kind of proved my point that he's horrible. He lost it. He lost it. You know he. The defense is there. It's the offense. You got it. Maybe, maybe you keep him around and you bring in an offensive-minded quarterback, coach. You know what I mean? Like a Sean McVay, find a great offense. Nobody got no. Let's be honest. I think, Who's but, gonna want to go that's to New a, York? But the thing is, that's a philosophy change. Nobody that wants comes. that job. I'm just speculating. I'm not the one doing the hiring. I'm just saying. Let's move on. Moving on, we have the R words versus the Buccaneers. Uh, sixteen to three, kind of a slow game. We both talked about skipping this game. Yeah, Fitzpatrick, four hundred six yards. Fitzmagic, baby, come on the show. I Fitz love Magic to talk. Fitzmagic has run out. Fitzmagic. They threw four hundred six yards. Okay, and they lost sixteen to three. Uh, the Buccaneers actually cut their guy, their their kicker, Chandler Catanzaro, after this game, missing two more field goals. Yeah, yeah. That's not go. really. I mean, that's not going to fix Fitzmagic. But, Great guy right there. But what they are doing, they the Buccaneers have been continuing their trend of just musical chairs whenever they get a 100-yard receiver. This time it was Chris Godwin. Uh, so they're still a – New guy every week. Yeah, they're still a fantasy puzzle that has yet to be solved. Uh, again, another slow game we got here, Chargers and Raiders, 20-6. to Wasn't Phillip Rivers' sharpest day at the office, but he, he didn't have to do much. I was worried. This was my survivor team. It was three nothing at the end of the first, and I was like, "Oh, what? It, what are we seeing? What are we seeing out of the San Diego Chargers?" And then Phil Rivers finally woke up and took over the game. Yeah, I did the job. Melvin Gordon, 165 yard, 165 total yards, 
And but the big storyline, especially whenever the Raiders lose, now they're one and eight. Only win was at home against the Browns. Uh, John Gruden. I mean, he you kind of be like he can't be on the hot seat because of his contract. But oh, did didn't you hear about the players? Uh, apparently, two well, one veteran player was saying to another they they were walking by some reporters. The dude said, you know, I got to get out of here. And to say that, I mean, you have lost the locker room beyond repair. I mean, he's said time and time Is again. It, like I just said, he he can't be because of his contract. I I don't That's even hor- think dude, it's his contract. He, he's it's his team. He's basically nobody. He's basically he doesn't have anybody, but you can't get rid of the guy. Ten take, years, a hundred million. He basically has an ownership stake in it. Take that contract out. Yeah, he he'd Is be he still gone. He would be gone by no now. No way. He would be gone by no, now. No, no, because the Raiders. If his name was not John Gruden, he would have been gone by the now. The Raiders are in a contract year. They're in a rebuild year. So you can't win with that team. You can't win with that team. That's why they understand. That's but why he didn't help Asian. himself by Khalil trading. Mack, after losing Khalil Mack, that Raiders team is 1-8. Whether who's coaching them, Sean McVay. Freaking Billy Belichick coaches that Raiders team. They'll still be one and but who's eight. Resp- Derek who's Carr who's, is who's responsible good. for that team? He's responsible. The, did you look the at the Raiders his, organization? Did you look at his free agent signings? Did you look at his at his draft That's picks? That's the Raiders organization. Yeah, and they're it's back to being team. garbage. And they're, they're not young picks. anymore. They're they're young. Are they you serious? They brought in Martavius Bryant, baby. Yeah, one and, of the best wide oh receivers gosh. in the league. Right they, there. They, they brought in a, a Jordy Nelson who I I could outrun at this point. Uh, they have two starting. Uh, rookie tackles who can't stop up. anybody. Their offensive line doesn't look like they want to block anybody anymore, and that was one of their strengths the past the, the past couple years. Derek Carr has regressed significantly, yeah. and they're still relying on a whole a, a, a whole bunch they of did just bring back bum old veteran players. Hey, hey on the Marshawn defensive Lynch, side, they're garbage. The Marshawn Lynch, he was doing an incredible job, and then he got hurt, and he's done. He's a great guy. Love Skittles. I mean, yeah, he's an awesome person. Love Skittles. Moving on. Amari Cooper, real quick. He got traded to the Cowboys. Shout out to that boy right there. He's finally showing number one potential. Moving on. Packers, Dolphins. This was a coming out party for Aaron Jones, a person I've been on. I've been on the Jones train the past two years. Get Guy of out here. of UTEP, stands for University of Texas El Paso. Got Get a big brain, here. bigger than yours. You're welcome. Take that home and press your girlfriend. Dolphins twelve, uh, they're just a horrible offensively, and especially no, the, the Brock Osweiler. Captain oh Danny Amendola, okay, baby. okay, that dude Amendola. fantasy stud. Yeah, he, he dude, he first. he should probably be the quarterback. He threw that touchdown, he, thirty-four uh, yards. Yeah, it was pretty great. And Brock Osweiler is, how does he beat the Bears? And then nobody else. He beats the Bears, and then he just. Waste away all the other games. Whatever. Rodgers, the, the, I mean, they were the offense, the, the, offense, the offense still looked bad, but it is what it is. Moving on. It was an easy game. Nothing much here between all these games, to be quite honest with you, but we got to the Seahawks and Rams. This one was pretty close, down to the wire. And um, best team in the NFL comes out alive. Ooh. Yes, sir. You got Todd Gurley, no, 16 we already, for 120. We already, touchdown. Talk, Brandon no, Cooks we already talked about the Saints. For 100. Because you said the best team in the NFL. He is. He's, the Rams are. The, no, they're not. The Rams are. No, they're not. Anyways, takeaway. What's your takeaway? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, hold on. Wait. So, here we go. I heard, okay, I'm looking up. My sources say that the Rams and the Saints played last week. Yeah, they did. And, and they also played my last source, year. And my one. sources also say that the Saints beat them. No. 
God, we'll get new sources because I heard I heard uh, Marcus Peters saying that they're gonna catch him again, and I can't say on the okay. show what he said. Because okay, but, but Marcus Peters telling him to catch him outside does not mean they're the better team. I don't know about that. The game was also in New Orleans. You come to the Coliseum, you ain't beating them in the Coliseum. Five to zero at home. Not not many teams going to the Coliseum and win. The not sea the Seahawks just took uh, them down to the wire. That's, okay, that's this, your boy the, Aaron Rodgers. What the, happened? Sea, the Seahawks are yeah okay. They probably should have lost that game if it wasn't for Ty Montgomery coming you out. Say it. You can't say it, dude. He had over a minute left, and Rodgers would have done it. No, we Rodgers probably. I honestly done it. believe in my heart he would not have done it. Either way, it would have been it it, it would have made things more interesting. Also, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson. Who I think, is a, I think is the top five quarterback. Played a great game. Woo, surgical once a again. Hyping hot take right there. What? Top five? Top five. All right, hold, give me your top five right now. Top five right Improv. now on the spot. Yep, do it. Big Benny, Patrick Mahomes, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, and uh, Jared Goff. Oh, my gosh. Did you even say Rodgers? No. He's not on my list. Have a winning record. He'll be on my list. You need to. You know what? Oh. He hasn't shown me anything. Just his Rogers name. You act like you act like he gets he has VIP to everyone's heart because his name's Aaron Rodgers. You understand he's thrown one interception all year so you far. You understand that I don't care and that <laughs> and that Aaron Rodgers. If you're listening, you got to do better. Aaron, no, all it, all Aaron Rodgers has to do at this point is hand the ball off to Aaron Jones. They are figured out your formula. Mike McCarthy, send me my check whenever you're ready. Moving on to the game of the week on Sunday Night Football. The Cowboys and Eagles. That was your game of the week, wasn't it? My game of the week. You know why it's my game of the week? Why? Because my boys are back in town, baby. You're going to go down there. You're going to go down there on the road in a divisional game. The team that won the Super Bowl last year. That's not the same team. And you're going to go in there and you're going to do business. You're going to do your business. My boy Ezekiel Elliott eating right now. You can't see, but I'm eating. He's not eating. He no. went 19 okay, for yeah. 151 Z- oh, yeah. and a Z- touchdown. Zeke had a very impressive game. And he is a top three back. But the thing is, top for, three back for how many record. for how many games he puts up like this, next week he's going to go 16 for 35, and they're going to lose 31. Nope. Or not 31 because they have a good defense. They're, they're going to lose 18 to my Six. biggest takeaway? Well, it wasn't really a takeaway because I already knew it. Dak Prescott, you got to go back to the bench, boy. You are the absolute terrible quarterback. You missed at least six reads during that whole game. I could have made those throws and caught it and ran it. But you did get the win. You all you, you do know how to throw screen passes to Zeke, so I will give you that one. What's weird is, I mean, Carson Wentz, is the, he's putting up the stats. He's putting up, you know, our, like, a comparable or even better numbers than he was last year in an arguable MVP campaign that ended early due to a torn ACL. But just he doesn't pass the eye test, doesn't con- convert enough third downs. I, I uh, second half, I mean, it, it just seems like he gets a little more rattled. I mean, he he's a very good quarterback. He's still got a little ways to go to get into that elite, but he definitely has been a little bit underwhelming at times despite the, the impressive numbers. I honestly believe... They made the right call with Jerry Goff over Carson Wentz. Even when Jeff Fisher was there with with sat Goff on the bench, I still believed in my heart, even though Carson Wentz was doing all that successful stuff, that Goff was the better quarterback. I think I mean, also the fact that Wentz is already 25. Goff I mean, just turned 22, 23. Sal, stats guy, look it up for us. Yep. Jared Goff age. 
is 24. Okay, 24. Uh, Wentz, Wentz is 25. Yeah, Wentz is 25. Sean McVay, 32, youngest head coach. One of, he'll go down as the greatest head coach of all time. I mean, and and Goff has just kind of taken less of a beating so far, and he yeah. plays in a little bit more of a conservative style, not passing the football, mostly running. Sean McVay he plays more of like and Jared a, Goff were meant to be. I think so. Meant to they're be. Met, yep. Yeah, just they're, like they're us on this made, podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. All right. Going on to Thursday night football, you caught a little bit of the game on our podcast. The Carolina Panthers absolutely got torched by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Biggest takeaway, I'm going first. Uh, you got Big Benny, who went 22 for 25 with 330 and five touchdowns. If I close my eyes and I say that number, who are you thinking of? Joe Flacco. Aaron Rodgers. You're thinking of Aaron Rodgers. If that was Aaron Rodgers, he'd be he'd be on every MVP candidate list if Aaron Rodgers did that. The city would burn down. But no, my boy Big Benny can't get no credit. Can't get no credit for going to with a perfect passer rating. Come on. Big Ben. False. Keep doing your it's thing. too cold in Wisconsin this time of the year for fires to start. But A B still still stinging like a butterfly, you know, six for ninety six and a touchdown. What is it seven straight games or something like that with a touchdown? He's he's been on fire. I mean, just look at these point to like point totals by quarter biggest for the Steelers. In this game? 21, 10, 14, 7. Biggest takeaway for me. Not even the offense, I mean, because we knew that was their Steelers defense really stepping up against a very good quarterback in Cam Newton. I mean, he's slept on, but they contained him running. They continu- shot him out they, of the third they, quarter. They continuously pressured him. Uh, and I mean, besides McCaffrey, Cam didn't, Newton really didn't have anybody to go to. Uh, McCaffrey, He's he, a he had dog. three total touchdowns, two through the air. Uh, and it, they, they started out, I mean, they went right down the field. Within five minutes scored on the opening drive. Steelers in the next 14 bang, seconds bang, put up two play. touchdowns. Yep. Between the 75-yarder to Juju six. and then a pick six by Vince Williams. Uh, so that was good to see. I mean, I mean, getting we we do got to work on turnovers, but the pressure At against six, a good team. One. Our schedule doesn't get any uh, easier. We have the only you know weak games you can consider coming up for us. Jacksonville, I mean, the, Jacksonville Oakland, and Denver, uh, all on the road, which which works actually because we. Yeah, okay, so if we're taking a look at their upcoming schedule, they do still have the Patriots at home, the Saints on the road in New Orleans. But the fact that we do have the the like the like teams with the record under 500 on the road, we get a couple better teams coming to Heinz Field. That's nice. Are you done yet? Okay, my biggest takeaway of Week 10, and we're going to end this off with the Steelers. Steelers, you control your own destiny because now you're at second place and you can get that home playoff spot. And then you could beat the Patriots. You know when the last time the Steelers beat the Patriots? At home? Last year. Ben's rookie year. No, we no, no in the playoffs. No, last yeah, year. No, no, no. It, that was a touchdown in my books. Oh, so we beat here last year. he goes, Jesse James fanboy. It's whatever. It's is it from you went to South Allegheny? Is that why? I didn't go to South Allegheny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Steelers, you got second place. Don't don't mess it up. Six two and one. Uh, you control third best record in the AFC. Uh, first in the AFC North. You control your own Looking ahead, the only game remaining we'll wrap, uh, to wrap up Week 10 we is it. the Giants and 49ers, a game with zero playoff implications, but a little fun couple narratives to watch. Um, is OBJ going to cry? I heard that the over-under was 1.5 times. 
Uh, Nick Mullins making another start. Let's see how he does. And will any quarterback besides Eli play this year? You know, second half of the season, eight games in. Let's see. Uh, let's see when the chatter starts. I'm taking the 49ers at home. The Giants have. Give me the Giants. Barkley's going to do it all tonight. He's going to give me those 23 fantasy points I need to secure the victory. Oh. Unless they tank it. Do you think they'll tank it for the draft pick? Potentially. I mean, I but mean, the uh, but, but like the, the, the thing is, like I, I I would pick a Kyle Shanahan team playing hard over a Pat Shermer team playing hard. But not gonna lie, if I was one in seven playing Madden, I'd tank it. <laughs> I take. Thank it. you for I, that insight. I'm just I'm trying to do it in my bad. Thank you. Uh, I am the Giants actually. In one uh, of my if uh, if any um, GM openings, you got to get a quarterback right if the Giants up. get number one overall. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Clearly, you go quarterback. Too bad Tua is staying another year. All right. Over under forty five. Taking the over or the under. Under. Life's too short to take the under. <laughs> All right, and here we are for the daily Chris. And boy am I gonna have fun with this. Because Le'Veon Bell, yet again, you made my news. And this is how we're gonna do this, Le'Veon. It's Monday, November twelfth, and you're still not here. When I drafted you first round, I expected you to be here at least week three. You know what I mean? And now you're not here. My team needs you. I'm in first place. So, Le'Veon, you're going to show up by tomorrow at 4 o'clock. You did not, did not waste jet money because I know you missed out on your 14 mil a year. So, you would never come to Pittsburgh to waste that money. Would you, Lev? I don't think you would. In my eyes, you're the number two, your top two running back. Healthy, not healthy. That's you. And Adam Schefter reported that you will not report and skip the whole year. And that got me thinking, who would honestly, at the age of 26, not play football when you can? So that got me thinking. Do you, do you think Barry Sanders would re- want to play one more snap? One more snap. What about Bo Jackson, who had to end his career short? Or Iggy Woods. We all know Iggy Woods. He suffered serious injuries. His left knee in 89, his right knee in 91, and he got replaced, and that was the end of it, and he left football at 26. What about Tiki Barber? He was a stud for the New York Giants. He had to cut his short, and he wanted to come back, but takes two to tango, and nobody wanted him. You are wasting your life away. For what? A better meal the next day? Show up play, then get your money. You're not going to be a stealer for life. Stop lying. Stop cheating around. You're going to say, oh, this is my best year yet in 2018. Well, it's not. It's not going to be. Personally, I think, Shefty, you're wrong. I think he does show up. I don't know who told you that. I want to know who told you that so I can go to them and tell them to their face that they're wrong. Because I know Le'Veon Bell ain't that stupid to not show up and miss out a whole season and waste your money. I don't see it. This guy, off the field, on the field, best player all around. Off the field, get that dude out of my locker room. But on the field, you got it. And Le'Veon, you want some friendly advice from the Daily Chris? Fire your agent. That guy, He one, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Two, he does not know the rules. Three, he's leading you in the wrong advice. You did not handle this 
the right way. You didn't. And I just, especially James Conner tanking over, it's finally looking good with James Conner in there. And he's been on five game-winning drives since the victory. Conner, keep it up, man. Keep pushing. Lev Bell, you missed out on $14.5 million for a whole year, and you're not even hurt. And you could look back at your tweets and go back to Miami because nobody wants you here. They don't. We're sick and tired of you. We're, we're either going to trade you in the offseason or we're going to cut you because we're not dealing with you again. And all you want is your precious money. Go to the New York Jets. Go to the New York Jets, who's terrible, by the way. James Conner, you could stick around till you want your money, which I don't know if we'll pay you or not. I, I doubt you'll want your guaranteed money. But, Lev, we offered you to become the highest paid running back in the league. And still nothing? Still nothing. There's no point. You're 26 years old. Life goes by so quick. You cannot waste the opportunity to play football again because I know a ton of guys that'll want that opportunity again. I just don't see it happening. And you were the highest paid running back in the league. And you blew it away. All for what? Extra meal on the table. I don't get it. I don't get it, Lev. Well, judgment day is tomorrow, so we'll see. My advice, show up, play football. You're probably going to choose the other way. Welcome back. I'm Jake Agid, still here with Christy Martino. I'm here. Right now, we're going to get into some NBA talk. We're going to start off with the news that everybody's been talking about. Jimmy Butler traded to the 76ers a day or two ago. Um, initial thoughts on this trade. I mean, the 76ers, you got to give them credit for going for it. They did give up two valuable pieces in uh, Dario Saric and Robert Covington, along with a second-round pick. But, I mean, picks in uh, NBA trades just get thrown around. They, they'll probably end up back with it somehow. I mean, that doesn't matter. Obviously, what matters is the Timberwolves needed to make a change. I personally think that he's not the problem. He is the solution. I mean, he's arguably a top five player, elite talent, but he has been just very vocal about getting out of there. And he gets his wish, gets into a good landing spot, along with Embiid, Simmons, Holt. He's still got nice pieces around him. But he only was in that position because he was crying about it. He had to go. He wanted to, he landed he wanted to get out of there. Solution. He, he landed another great problem because he got the right pieces for it. At least they thought in their eyes. Yeah, I mean, that like they've held out. They did have some other, uh, you know, some, some other trade offers. But at the end of the day, the Timberwolves were going to do what's best for them as an organization, which was at first to keep him. But then once some better offers started flooding in, they acted on it. Um, look, they got some good pieces that – Carl Anthony Towns is still the guy they're going to build around. Andrew Wiggins is vastly overrated, but he's still going to put up his shots, his minutes, all that. So, you know, now they get to reevaluate two young guys. Butler gets to go to a contending team and gets out of the West, which is nice. Gets to go back to the East where he enjoyed a lot of success with the Bulls uh, to start his career. And I mean, that's as big as the NBA news you're going to get here in November. The season's just kind of started out there. Uh, some other big news, uh, Carmelo Anthony 
apparently on the outs in Houston so far. Uh, they're a disappointing start to the year for them, five and seven after finishing second in, or were they first or second in the West last year? They were second. Either way, first, second, whatever. No, 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 no. They were first because they had game seven in Houston. Yeah, so they, yeah, they were the one seed. Uh, they took the Rockets, or they, they took the Warriors, sorry, two seven games, lost. And this is not the start they were expecting. Obviously felt that maybe Melo was part of the problem. Uh, they're going to reevaluate it. Uh, what do you think some possible landing spots for, for Carmelo are, if, if any? Or do you think he's done? I don't see him going anywhere, honestly. I think, yeah, yeah, he's an all-around okay. talent, all right, but here, he's here, a problem wait. everywhere let, he goes. Let me right, – let me. okay, obviously right. he's going to go somewhere. Do you think he'll fit in anywhere? He'll fit on a bad team like the um, like Washington. Ooh, no, nah, but, the, yeah. I mean, but they have enough young wings there. They're not going to ruin that. He wants to go somewhere where he can play, but the spots are already taken for Melo. Like, he's not going to land on a good team and click. He's, I hate to say it in this basketball segment, it's like Love Bell. <laughs> he's a Love Bell guy. He's a Love Bell guy. He, he's not a locker room guy. You can't put him in with other guys because they're like the divas. And Melo wants to be Melo. He wants to go somewhere where he's going to play and where he's going to win. He's kind of like uh, a beta fish. Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like a beta fish. Yeah, they die after seven days. Well, uh, well, okay. Well, that that's disheartening. I don't think he's going to die soon. But Melo, if you're listening, but, that's not what I meant. But but um, but one beta fish can't be in a tank with another beta fish because they would just kill each other. And he's just kind yeah. of. A beta oh, fish. That's what like he just goes in and he doesn't fit in anywhere. He gets dropped into these tanks and he just immediately tries to apparently kill everybody. So here's here's our situation. We'll break it down for you for you guys. Anthony, he's 34 years old. He's averaging 13.4 points per game on a 40.5% shooting in the last 10 games, which is absolutely garbino. And they're five and seven. And He's not fitting in, and it's not obviously working. So where do you think he'll go? Maybe somewhere like the Kings, uh, somewhere to get him some more notoriety. I don't think any winning team is going to want him. He's shown that he can't be on a winning team and, you know, po like positively contribute. So when he gets traded, will Hoodie Mello come back? Hoodie, he should go to China. They would love him there. <laughs> yeah, I, I just that dynamic of Hoodie Mello in China. Him and Dwayne be Wade could go nuts. because yeah, him and Dwayne Wade, they'd both be the stars there, and I feel like they'd probably win the that, championship he, anyway. He, there, he is thirty four. He thinks he's twenty one. He thinks he can go somewhere and take over a game every single night. Look, he's, he has he lost it. The, he's past his prime. Anthony leaving the Thunder was the best thing that could happen to them because now they're going to win the West in the in the finals. His time's over. Yeah, he is a. Uh, but but he doesn't know that. He doesn't, but, I mean, who who really knows? I mean, nobody's going to admit that their time's up. You see this across all sports. Nobody Could ever you see him it. landing on the Lakers? Was he on the banana boat? Is he – yeah, he yeah he he's part of the – no, is he? I know it's Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, LeBron. Is it is it Melo? Can you confirm that? Yes, confirm. So, he's a banana boat. Oh, that adds a lot. Speaking of the Lakers, we'll come back to Anthony. Is Luke Walton in the hot seat? Ooh, dude, he is the is okay. He's not exactly the Todd Bulls of the NBA, but he's pretty close. Uh, Walton is—they are just hot garbage right now. 
I uh, I honestly they, don't see him going anywhere. They do have uh, what are they five and seven or yes. seven and five, or seven and six. six, and seven. They're six, six and seven. Seven and seven. Okay, they're one of those. Either way, uh, LeBron's off to his worst start since his rookie year. Which, and any stat that ever happens that's like not fantastic for LeBron. Uh, everybody instantly references his rookie year as it's been that bad since, and that just goes shows goes to show how good he has been, and how like high the standard is. Uh, but I mean, everybody's ex- even is though there? even though everybody's been tampering expectations, he the, the expectations are still there because it's L. A. and LeBron. Is there a thing in the NBA about a we? Is there a we in the NBA, or is it all about me? Because Melo to me sounds like a me guy. I got to get my minutes. I got to get my points. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. All about me. He's the me guy. Is there a we guy in the NBA? Or is it, I want to get out there. Yeah, night Russell Westbrook. I want to put up 34 points per game. No, uh, Russell Westbrook is a we guy. Is there, Russell, more, is there more Russell me guys Westbrook. in the NBA or we guys? Is there more team guys out there like that want to win and don't care about their stats? Or is NBA all about their stats? Russell Westbrook, like I just said, uh, Russell Westbrook is a guy who he mellows a me guy. He Nobody wants, wants to, a me yeah, guy. and that's why he messed up that chemistry. But Russell Westbrook is the type of guy. It's a pride thing. Who can yeah he, yeah he has a lot of pride to put up his own stats, but let his other guys put up a lot of stats too. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to one of our biggest segments. Uh, on Thursday coming up, we have the MLB. Awards will be uh, displayed on probably MLB Network because nobody cares about it at this point at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, MLB Network. Uh, the every what everybody has been waiting for, what all the gamblers out there want to know, who is going to win the MVP and Cy Young awards along with Manager of the Year. Baseball awards. talk time. It's baseball talk, and it's a perfect time. Winter meetings are coming up soon. Uh, they're trying to stay relevant with the awards put out because you need to wait three weeks till the till the league's over. Are they still hungover in Boston? Um, I don't think they were ever not hungover to begin with. Still drinking? Look, I just watched Goodwill Hunting the other day, and wow. If that just didn't further prove my stereotypical view of Boston people, I don't know it does. So at 6 o'clock on Thursday, they're announcing the AL uh, – MVP awards. Cy Young Awards. All the awards you need to know about baseball, they're coming at you Thursday at 6 o'clock. So let me ask you guys out there, who do you think will win the AL MVP? And the finalists are Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and Jose Ramirez. Well, Mookie Betts, I'll I'll, I'll just answer for you. You know, see, see now, I think it, it got to go to Mike Trout. No, I mean, Mookie Best was the best player on the best team that they were the best team all year. And, you know, that highlights a a, a little bit bigger point because he's going to win. And that's just going to add to their list of achievements. And I think, and I think, I don't have the numbers on this, but. I have the numbers on Mike Trout. I'm not worried. I'm not, I'm not worried about Mike Trout. What I'm saying is I don't have the numbers on the, on, on the alcohol consumption in the greater Boston area. But the fact that their teams keep on winning championships and incite these parades, um, that probably leads to a them, drinking problem they call themselves the city in Boston. Of so if, if we are going to investigate somebody uh, at FBI, at Homeland Security, the, the Boston sports teams are a huge part. Yeah, it, it is an absolute epidemic of, of major proportions. 
uh, 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 Pittsburgh, we don't really have that problem. You know, we spread out our championships. We don't really want, you know, this just raucous parades and, I mean, like, ballyhooing us. You know, you know, we take our championships when, when we come. They usually come we're and run. We're humble yeah, we are, yeah, we, yeah, we're incredibly hum- humble about them. But, oh, no, we're going to have Mookie Betts winning the AO MVP, and we have Boston winning the World Series. Give me a break. I was Cora's daughter. If you're single, at me, Christo Ballo4. Thank you. That's all I got to say about that. Either way. So, Mookie, who are you taking? Mookie Betts. I already said Mookie. How yes. good is Mike Trout? Mike Trout's fantastic. But it's the Take Mike. Take Fantastic and times by two because he okay, said all career but numbers it, but, this year. But it's the Mike Trout oh, effect. He, Mike Trout Mike is Trout, so good Mike, that when he's still that good, look, people have career seasons, Mike and that's Trout, just what he is. It's the Mike Trout effect. All right. So Mike Trout's in L.A. He goes into an elevator, and it breaks. Yeah. And he dies. Okay, and he goes in an elevator, he, and he nobody probably knows who he is because he has such tonight. a forgettable face. If Mike Trout disappears off the place, face of the earth, will he become – is he is he a Hall of Famer? If Famous? Mike Trout hears this, he's probably gonna beat me up. But I'll is give him a, a shot Famous? anyways. Look, like you said, he did put up career numbers, but there is something to the fact that Mookie was the best player on the best team. And go with his thirty nine homers, twenty four doubles, twenty four steals. Come on, man. Seventy nine RBIs. Come on, man. Is that guy ever gonna win a ring? No, the Angels are horrible and they have horrible management. They're probably still playing Jared Lee for the next twenty nice years. Guy. I heard he's a nice guy. But okay, will Mike, nice if Mike Trout retires today, will he become look, a Hall of Famer? Yes, and he'll get, and he'll have a nice he'll he'll have his fourth uh, second place MVP finish to to hang up on his mantle. All right, moving on. NL MVP. This one you is got this Nolan one. Arenado, Javier Baez, and Christian Yelich. Go, uh, Christian Yelich, because he was also the MVP of my fantasy team, and he was a tank, especially down the year. Uh, last month, September was huge for him. He uh, j- adjusted himself very well to the National or uh, the National League Central uh, Brewers first year with the team. Uh, just such as just a sweet lefty swing. I, th- I feel like that that leaves an impression in people's mind, uh, and especially because this was a, like a kind of a breakout year of sorts for him. Uh, his his career home his career high in homers before this year was twenty one, and. This year, he put up 36 and 110 RBIs. So, right. career year for him. You going to let me talk now? Uh, whenever you have something valuable to say. How about Nolan Arenado? I mean, Let's for the third it. straight season, he had an OPS over 900, and to be exact. And for the third time in the last four years, led the league in home runs with 38. I mean, led the National don't League. Say, don't say the course field effect. I don't want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, led the National League. And he will win the Gold Glove. I could go on record saying that. Okay, on, okay, but the, the okay, but the Gold Glove. It's like a, that's like a lifetime achievement. Once you get it once, nobody ever votes for anybody else. Now time to the pitchers. AL Cy Young. You got Corey Kluber, who's absolutely a tank. You got Blake Snell, who's flying under the radar there in the Trop, absolutely worst stadium of all time. And you got Justin Verlander with Kate Upton right by your side. Who are you taking? Well, if I could be one person, it would be Verlander for the fact that I would have Kate Upton by my side. Yeah, that, that's always a plus. But uh, logistically, I uh, got to go Blake Snell. 
uh, career year friend. I, I'm a big career year guy, and you know that's what voters like to see. You get into the no minds. way. No, now I'm gonna play. He led the majors. He led the majors with 21 wins, even though he was missing. He had less he than 200 innings. Who cares? 20. Okay, and that's he even and that's eat. even more impressive. You know who eats? 1.89 ERA. Two 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 219 ERA plus for you advanced metric guy out there. Uh, he had 221 strikeouts. And he he was the face of a raised team that surprised a lot of people. Corey Kluber won the Cy Young back in fourteen and last last year, and he might win it again. And I think he won twenty games for the first time, and he led the league in the innings with two hundred and fifteen. Which, in my mind, as a manager, that matters. If I can get a guy out there that goes out there and throws the innings, it matters. And he he was third. Best in a whip with a .99, and he was fifth best in the ERA among the qualifiers with a two nine or two eighty nine. Excuse me. So okay, okay but you I'm saying getting, he? I think Corey Kluber will win this. Okay, so Snell. Okay, so Snell had more wins, uh, in less innings, a better whip, and a better ERA. We're just I all, just don't all, see him winning. It. All in less innings, correct? He Am I correct? Have, just, he d- just, just yes or no? Well, I'm not wrong. I'm never let's, wrong. Let's move on. How about that? NL Cy Young, Max Scherzer. He Max Scherzer, Aaron Nola, and Jacob Degrom um, are the finalists. Well, no, Max Scherzer is the winner, and Nolan Degrom are the winner. No, 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 no. Jacob Degrom, he gotta be the worst pitcher on the team. I mean, this guy, this guy, the Mets are absolutely stinking. Kevin James, I know that's your team and all, but come on, man. Stop supporting the Mets. Yeah, you got to do better than the Mets. And that's why if you want to root for a team that's going to break your heart, just root for the Nationals, Max Scherzer. I mean, he's the best pitcher I know that look, has nine losses. He's, he's going for his third straight NL Cy Young, his fourth overall. He did lead the majors in innings this year, which matters to some people, not me. 300 strikeouts, which is a lofty goal. And he, and he tied DeGrom with a .91 whip. I mean, it's not his fault that he – uh, didn't I mean so yeah like I'll give Degrom the ERA 1.7 to Max's uh, 2.53, but it just felt like because his team wasn't hot garbage, he was in the national spotlight a little bit more, you know, and, and he, he helped his team win some big games. He's in the NL MVP finals. Look, if if Degrom had had that hair, his long hair still, I'm voting for him a thousand percent, but. That matters to a guy like me. And oh, he, oh, so you're so you're more of an eye test guy. Yeah, I'm a huge eye test with the back <laughs> Oh, that's a joke. Cause get it? Cause you got two different eyes. Get it? Yeah, eye test. All right. Anyways, let's continue you on. You try way to too the hard. AL Manager of the Year. No, I didn't. I'm funny. Um, you got Kevin Cash, Alex Cora, and Bob Melvin. But before I give you the answer, I want to give you a little background on Alex Cora. Uh, as a start of the season. They did a piece on him, and what he did in his contract was he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'll sign this contract, but you got to send three planes full of supplies to Puerto Rico. And it was built into his contract. He signed it. Red Sox sent it down, helped him out with that relief. Alex Gore is a great stand-up guy, and he is one of five managers to win the World Series in his first year. So who are you taking? Well, I, there's not much else to say. I was going to take Cora, but you did all the talking for me, so the floor is yours. Kevin Cash. I think this guy is the best Oh, did, did manager. Kevin, did Kevin Cash help out Puerto Rico? No, he didn't. Oh, well. But you know what he yeah. helped out? So he's a bad person. 
No, no. It sounds like he's a bad person. Uh, it's just because Corey's from Puerto Rico. Anyways, and he traded. Kevin Cash is the best manager in the MLB. And Kevin Hot Cash take. traded away on Chris Archer, Evan Longoria. I mean, he just uprooted That's families. That's the front office. He just uprooted families. That's the front office. You don't think Cash had a part of that? Hmm. Hmm. I'm sure. Hmm. He, I'm sure he'd love to have Chris Archer out there on the mound every five days. Yeah, and that great hair. Tampa so. Bay won 90 games. If they were in any other. Division. No, that was big. They They'd were be number one. They were a real nice surprise, but I mean, they, they 108 wins for Cora and the Red Sox. They will be in the playoffs next year. The Red Sox, yes. Uh, you were talking yeah, about the Rays. Yeah, yeah, Maybe I yeah. Glass now. I mean, I hope Glass now develops. Yep. I mean, we had him in Pittsburgh, but Austin Meadows. Woo. And then uh, you want to give him some credit? Or you want me to give him some credit? Bob Melvin. Yep. Bob Melvin. And Billy Bean, which I'm very high on Billy Bean. I mean, he's like a father to me, so, like, there's that, too. But Bob Melvin, kudos to you, man. You got Chris Davis out there hitting ding-dongs. We didn't test him all year, which who knows what that would have came back as. But he's he's the first team on record to reach the postseason despite being, like, they have the lowest payroll of the MLB. So kudos to you, man. That, that really shows some Billy Bean type stuff right there. To have the lowest payroll and win 97 games is just unbelievable. Good. Finish the season with six and four. I mean, I mean, good year, but uh, things were clicking. But it just, there's just some bigger names out there, and the fact that he's already won two also I think uh, works against his favor. But a this is bit. his best year yet. So okay, he does have a good shot. Year. He does have a good shot. But again, I'm a huge coming out party type of guy, and this was Alex Cora's. I agree. I'm a big Alex Cora fan, but I got to go Kevin Cash. So now you have the NL Manager of the Year finalists. We got Craig Council, Bud Black, and Brian Snicker. Who are you taking? Uh, I, I I like Snicker from the Braves. Um, they they were not projected to do much. They, everybody said they were a year or two away, but he surprised them. And uh, along with a lot of young players, Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna, uh, they really uh, played well. They even made some moves at the deadline to try to help them. And uh, they did – did they reach the postseason? Yeah, Sal can confirm. Yeah, they, they did reach. Good line. Um, and, you know, he's managing a lot of young guys, which is really impressive. Me, I'm giving it to Craig Council. The way he u- utilized that bullpen throughout the whole postseason was one of the best. You know, he did make some questionable calls and taking out Hader, and I'm sure he's looking back at the tape right now and he's regretting the decisions that he's made. But, I mean, all around the Brewers really hung in there. I mean, I think the front office of the Brewers failed Craig Council in some sort of way because they really wanted to get another piece. And instead you go out there and you get a guy like Jonathan Scope who does nothing for you out there, and then you move him to third base when he's never played a day at third base in his life. You need an arm. You need an arm, Brewers. Go out there and get one. Then maybe you'd have a ring over your finger. And now we move on. They already released the uh, rookies of the year. And, and the uh, managers of the year will be out tomorrow at 6 o'clock, and we will highlight that on our next podcast. But go ahead, Jake. Like, like I was saying, Chris, uh, they already uh, released the uh, AO and NO rookie of the year. Uh, rookie of the year for the AO goes to Shohei Otani, the Japanese f- pitcher slash DH phenom. Had some elbow problems, but he showed enough uh, on the mound and at the plate to more than deserve this award. And the NL winner was Ronald Acuna Jr. from the Braves, 20 years old. And he had the third highest OPS of any player in baseball in the second half. 
finished with 26 homers, 16 steals, and just really, uh, you know, gave the Braves some life. He had that stretch of games leading off with a homer. It was four or five. Just a really impressive player. A lot of energy. You like to see that. Uh, him and Ozzy Albies. If you ever if you get a chance, take a, take a second to watch a compilation of, of of their videos that highlight their friendship. It'll bring a smile out of everyone, smile to your taken. face. What do you mean? You got one guy to build your team around. Ooh, uh, Mike Trout. No, no, out of the rookies. Oh, I thought you were talking about like anybody. Um, I Acuna. I don't really like. Give me Otani's. Shohei Otani. Oh. You you forget this guy could throw it left and right. Forget this guy could hit it left and right. I mean, this guy would. Yeah, he should probably start do. throwing lefty because his elbow is gonna blow out. I mean, yeah, he did get Tommy John surgery. Hope hope he comes back. He's probably in Japan right now, but it's whatever. Anyways, those are the awards, and um, for those of you that's following up on Monday Night Football, the 49ers are winning three nothing. You hate to see it if I bet the Giants, which I didn't. So You took the under. I did take the under, and it's looking good right now. But remember, no matter what we say, no matter the outcome, we're never wrong. Nope. And you know what else I'm not wrong about? Where Bryce Harper will land up. You know where Bryce Harper will land? Put this on record, the Chicago White Sox. I think that's the perfect spot for Bryce Harper. Where do you think he'll go? I think he's going to end up back with the Nationals. Whoa. You know. He, We're talking about Bryce Harper, right? Yeah, I feel like he's okay. going to, you know, he's going to feel it out. He's going to feel out the situation. I heard you he know, turned down a mega offer. deal off the record. He did, but, I mean, just like everybody was saying, oh, Kershaw opted out. He's going to go somewhere else. I feel like uh, he's going to end up back back in Washington. Where's Manny Machado going? He's, uh, I mean, the Yankees are, are an obvious fit with Gregorius being out, but I, he's honestly a real wild card. I, I I have no clue. I think Harper's the wild card here over Machado. No. Yeah. I wouldn't want Machado. He has a bad attitude. He's a bad example for the kids. He's a perfect guy to fit in that New York locker room, I think. I think so. I mean, it, do they even have room for him? Don't make room. I mean, they're the Yankees. Uh, both them and the Dodgers were under the uh, payroll, so they're both probably going to be – or, like, the luxury tax payroll, yeah. I should say. So, they're going to be uh, – you can expect both of them uh, with uh, championship windows open to be uh, um, more active this year. Will the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates make at least one move? Yeah, they're going to sign me. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Yeah, they will. I don't think they will. I, th- I, I think um, he came out on tape today saying – They've made all the moves that they're going to make and that they're not going to make any more. That's lip service. As we said, with the winter meetings coming up, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who gets moved. There's a lot of players declining their uh, qualifying offer with uh, Hyun Jin Ryu being the only guy and, to accept. Um, Kershaw after and resigning. extension, he so, resigned too. So it'll be interesting which means, to see. Which, that, that's interesting that he had to take more time to make that decision. No. Uh, that's all we have for t- this week. Uh, next or er, coming up on Thursday, we're gonna have an interview with Tony D.